As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What is the worst way that someone has used a wingman to hit on you? Me personally? Or that that you've witnessed? That I've witnessed? I love how you assume that I party so often. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, it it hasn't happened, sorry. Okay, Uh, well, let me paint you a picture. Uh, imagine that you've gotten rejected by someone that's like super hot. Okay. Happens all the time. Cool. (laughs) But then your friend says, Hey, I got you. And then they turn into a bird, steal their shoe and give it to you while they're bathing. And then they run right into your arms like, Oh, you found my shoe. Thanks so much. Who do you think was the wingman there? Anything that involves a bird. And men always has to be Zeus. Yep. Zeus uh, was a wingman for Hermes uh, by turning into a bird. (laughs) Our resident (laughs) douchebag. Back for more mischief. Nice. So that over there, assuming that I party too hard, is our newest co-host, Nova. And I am your myth lady grace and this is myth takes were made a mythology and folklore podcast that covers a variety of topics during the show the sober person will tell a story the drunkard will be along for the ride meaning nova is sober and i am half a white claw in that's right and we're talking a bit about space let's do a drink corner i've got one for the cold weather Ooh, it's a boozy hot chocolate Love that. Had some of that yesterday. Well, this one might be different than yours. It is two cups of milk, three and a half ounces of good quality dark chocolate, bittersweet or semi-sweet. That is uh, already way eat. different than what I did. Right. Uh, it depends on what you prefer. Uh, one cinnamon stick, two teaspoons of honey, one teaspoon of brown sugar, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, and two tablespoons of dark rum. Ooh. Yeah, so basically you pour all that into a saucepan and then you add the rum at the very end. Ooh, give that a nice little uh, chase there. Why don't y'all make one of those, cozy it next to the fire, and we'll listen to Nova talk about the stars. Well, I am so excited to be talking about the stars. So this will be in a bit of uh, two parts here. First, I'm going to talk about constellations in general as just a brief overview. Then I'm going to pick the, our first constellation that we're going to talk about, tell you about it. 
the cool things in space that are in that constellation and then get into the mischief makers of our myths that are one of the that are some of the causes for this constellation being around grace what do you know about constellations me and my dad actually used to he had an old telescope he still has it uh we used to try to make constellations he would try to teach me about them and then very early elementary school learned that there there were stories behind them they didn't necessarily tell us the stories they just told us that they had stories behind them (laughs) i know that some of the constellations have to do with astrology there's this game called night in the woods it is precious and oh my god the aesthetic (laughs) uh but they deal a lot with constellations as well uh as well as their um their demo game the longest night which is really really cute Highly recommend if y'all want like a really easygoing kind of weird meta millennial based video game. Highly recommend Night in the Woods. Sounds amazing. Uh, Grace, when you were in elementary school, did you ever have like a big inflatable uh, planetarium come to your school? Uh, No, we were poor. Okay. Didn't know if that was a common thing among different elementary schools. I had that. It was a big air bubble that there was a, pro- uh, like a star projector inside of. It was really cool. Um, and then when I, in a former job, was a science teacher, kind of, for the Girl Scouts, uh, I was able to run that inflatable planetarium and tell kids about the constellations and some of their stories. You know, some of the myth stories were a bit watered down for our uh, youths that were participating, but still fun to do nonetheless. Wait, so we're getting the unedited version? Certainly will be. Unedited, uncut. Oh my god. Real quick about constellations. Constellation, group of stars and the space inside of that group. Uh, constellations you can see are dependent on where you live. So if you remember from my introductory uh, episode, I live in a different place than Grace does. So the constellations that I might see outside of my window are different than the ones Grace might see. And same for the different hemispheres. The northern and southern hemispheres have different constellations, as well as the closer you are to the equator. There are 88 officially recognized constellations by the International Astronomical Union. Of those, 42 are animals, 29 are inanimate objects, and 17 are humans or mythological characters. Grace, I know this might have been in the, excuse me, get to know you episode at the very beginning of the show, but what is your favorite mythological creature? Uh, Mothman. Mothman. I, I unfortunately to say there is most likely not a Mothman constellation. I mean, doubt it. In the official uh list of constellations but maybe in some of the other mythos there is you know what he's in my dreams that's all that matters <laughs> the only time i see him at night is in my dreams in my heart oh my god mothman mothman 48 of the 88 officially recognized constellations of which mothman is sadly not uh 48 were known as the ancient or original constellations meaning that they've been talked about by the greeks and probably the babylonians and earlier peoples including Sumerians. So people have been making shapes out of space for a really long time. Oh my god okay two things. First of all please don't summon any demons on this podcast with the Sumerian. (laughs) Uh, I beg of you. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> no worries there, I won't. Right. Uh, number two, Nova, have you seen, have you seen Luca? Yes, I on have. On Disney Plus? Yes. Okay. They're all fish. All the stars are fish. Just like they're all uh, uh, lightning bugs in uh, The Lion King. Were they lightning bugs in The Lion King? I thought that they were uh, lightning bugs in Princess and the Frog. Oh, yeah. What were they in The Lion King? Oh, they were kings of past. Yes. Some deep shit. Yes. Like, hi, I'm not even born yet. Can you please simple it down? <laughs> I know fireflies. See, they already simpled down a Hamlet for uh, The Lion King. They had to give us something to think about. What? I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> I didn't even know what a king was. I know the little ladybugs. <laughs> uh, Grace, have you seen any, have you seen a meteor shower before? Uh, yeah, actually. Last year during the, I think it was the Persids. Me, my mom, and my aunt, actually, because at that point I lived out in the middle of nowhere, uh, we laid down in the middle of the road and just watched the sky battle it out. Honestly, no better way to watch meteors. So meteor showers are known for the, uh, the constellation that they appear to come from. So the Persids are in the constellation Perseus. Yes, and if you don't know anything about Perseus, I beg you to go to that episode. It was about four episodes ago, I believe. It's quite good. Or, or six or eight. I don't know. One of the seven. Stars in constellations are named. Uh, so this uh, scientist guy named Bayard uh, designated 1,500 of the brightest stars in the sky and named them. Okay, he has way too much time on his hands. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But he came up with a pattern for it. So the pattern for it was a lowercase letter of the Greek alphabet, followed by the Latin name of its parent constellation. So the brightest star in the Andromeda constellation, I don't have its name pulled up right now, um, but its scientific name is uh, Alpha Andromedae. And same with uh, Alpha Centauri is the brightest uh, star in the, uh, let me see which, constellation that is I didn't write that one down oh if I could spell have you heard in tv shows or anything uh or like star wars or star trek or something uh having to go to alpha centauri or beta centauri or alpha andromeda sure I don't necessarily pay attention but sure okay uh that is referencing how the stars in the constellations are named are you ready for the first constellation that we will be talking about? Yes, let's go. Let's. <laughs> All right. Our first constellation is Aquila or the Eagle. So what do you think a constellation named the Eagle would itself look like? Well, knowing that they're not like legit connect the dots, la, 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 la outlines, um, it's probably going to look like a weird looking cross but like the perpendicular part is arched ah that's that's not that far off so uh aquila the eagle constellation looks like a diamond with a tail but the tail is coming off of the uh short end so like a sideways looking ass kite a, a sideways looking kite yeah so i i am aware uh listeners that this is a audio medium but uh I'm going to draw it out for uh, Grace. Can you see that, Grace? Oh my god, it looks like a manta ray! 
Yeah. They are the eagles of the sea. <laughs> that they are. All right. So I'll be getting into the myths, but some facts about Aquila. Aquila is located on the celestial equator in the northern hemisphere. So if you picture Earth's equator and then extend that line out into space going forever, that would be the celestial equator. Like I said, located in the northern hemisphere. So uh, if you're in the northern hemisphere and it's between February and December, you might be able to see Aquila in the night sky. So pretty much all of the U.S. of A. and most of Europe. Yeah. Uh, Aquila is one of the original 48 uh, constellations noted by Ptolemy, but was also earlier mentioned in the third and fourth centuries by Eratus and Eudoxus. Old guys, I'm not sure if I actually said their name right. I mean, it's called Mistakes Were Made. Oh, I'm going to be making plenty of mistakes with these uh, star names coming up. Hey! The brightest star in Aquila is named Altair from the Arabic phrase Al-Nasir Altair, meaning the flying eagle, aptly named. Other named stars in uh, Aquila are named Beta Aquila, also known as Alphain, Gamma Aquila named Terazid, and Zeta Aquila named Okab. Those have further myths about them, but they aren't related to the uh, Roman pantheon, so I'll be, uh, I'll be coming back to those when I get into other cultures' myths. Inside of Aquila, there is a bright ring nebula. There is a, a nebula that looks like the Owl Nebula. Unrelated, I got a bird clock for Christmas, one of the ones that makes bird sounds every hour, and uh, that just went off, so that's why, if you heard a bird, that's why that was. If need be, I can edit it out, it's okay. Sounds good. Um, and then there's a planetary nebula inside of this constellation called the Glowing Eye. Mm. Beyond that, the largest single mass concentration of galaxies is located in Aquila. It is 10 billion light years big. And two meteor showers appear from Aquila, the June and Epsilon Aquilids. So when do those happen? In June? One of them's in June, and the Epsilon Aquilids, I believe, are in the fall. Oh, okay. All right. Are you ready for some myths about Aquila? Let's go! All right. If you really want to start feeling it, Grace, take a drink every time I mention Zeus here. Because uh, he comes a lot in... And that's then, how you get yeah. alcohol poisoning. <laughs> uh, so our first myth, Aquila was the pet of Zeus who carried and retrieved his thunderbolt. Z when Zeus left Naxos to run from his father, the eagle took flight with him, so Zeus regarded him as a favorable omen and deemed the eagle his sacred bird. Okay. I can start to see some, and we'll talk about this way in the future, but I can start to see some parallels with Odin. Mm. Oh, yeah. Odin has, uh, what, ravens or crows? He has the ravens, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes Aquila is mistaken for a vulture, so I could see it. Imagine just being a, a youth and being uh, kidnapped by a giant eagle to live with Zeus. I mean, probably half of the anything that lived on Greece probably experienced that. Uh, so, and one of the other myths about Aquila was that Zeus sent Aquila, or Zeus himself turned into an eagle, uh, different reports here, uh, to pick up the beautiful Trojan boy Ganymede to become Zeus's cupbearer. But, but Hebe, Hebe is supposed to be the cupbearer. What the fuck? 
Yeah, I'm just telling you what the what I saw in the myth looking at uh, this big, beautiful bird. All right. Are you ready to hear some about Zeus's uh, debauchery here? I mean, I'm never ready, but go ahead. Okay. So Zeus fell in love with a goddess named Nemesis who resisted his advances. He's like, no, I know all about you. I will not return your advances here. Go away. Uh, okay. <laughs> so Zeus turned himself into a swan. Again? A fucking swan. Yeah, again. Um, and, and had Aphrodite turn into an eagle. Okay, now she's on this shit. Oh now my she's God. on this shit. How good of a friend would you have to be to be like, yes. I know that you are a player, but I will turn into a bird for you again. You know what? It was probably like some kind of blackmail shit because she was probably sleeping with Ares again. So then Zeus is like, I'm going to be chased by this eagle so I can have this beautiful little nemesis uh, rescue me. Because what could possibly go wrong with that plan? I mean, this sounds like him when he first met Hera. Mm. Honestly. I, he's he's he, not was, a- he was a sparrow in that story. And he didn't have anybody else transform into anything, but he was a sparrow and he tormented like a hawk in order to chase him. So here's Zeus's pickup playbook. Turn into bird. Get attacked by another bird. Rescued. Love forever? <laughs> okay, so... Uh, after Aphrodite, as an eagle, chased Zeus as a swan, Nemesis rescued the swan, but then it was like, surprise, Zeus. Oh my god. I just, uh, okay. And then Zeus was like, oh, that was such a big brain moment. I'm going to put up in the sky pictures of a swan and an eagle so everyone can remember how brilliant I am. Just straight white man syndrome. <laughs> The audacity to be like, here, I'm going to brag to everyone about how I lied to this person who didn't even want me. I'm going to brag about how I raped this person <laughs> as an animal. As an animal. That's right. Let's not forget oh all the uh, cheating here going on. Oh my god. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Here's another myth. Have you talked, you, you haven't talked about Prometheus yet, right? Actually, we did. It was in the, uh, What's in the box episode. Okay, right, yes. So Prometheus stole a ray of sun to give to the humans because the humans had no fire. Yes. So Zeus was like, no, how dare you take my sunlight without asking. So Zeus chained Prometheus to the side of a mountain, stripped him and had this eagle attack him every day. But since he's immortal, all all of his wounds would heal overnight. Wash, rinse, repeat for a really long time. Until Hercules rescued him. That's right. And killed the eagle. But Zeus was like, oh no, my torture bird. I must commemorate this bird forever. So placed Aquila in the sky to honor him. Oh my god. You know how Hercules killed him, right? With an arrow is what I read. Uh, in my research, it was he punched him really hard. <laughs> so imagine Zeus is like, yes, my plan is so good. This eagle is just going to go visit him every day and just destroy him every day. And then Hercules comes and just falcon punches him right in the face and kills him. Amazing. I mean, yeah, pretty much. He Because Hercules went to Perseus and was like, hey, I'm trying to find this thing. 
to finish this task. I need your help. Uh, and Prometheus, like, he's the god of foresight, so he gave Hercules' future or whatever. It was like, hey, by the way, speaking of uh, future, uh, next 30 seconds, this eagle that you see right there, it's going to fly towards me, take out my liver. Yeah, can you take care of that for me, please? Please take care of this bird. Yeah, and so Hercules is like, yeah, no problem, and then just, like, punches him without, like, blinking. <laughs> Amazing. And then this is like, no, my bird. I must honor this bird forever. And hangs him up in the sky. I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, here's some more. How Hermes met Aphrodite. Oh, God. Yeah. So this is what I was talking about in the beginning here. Aphrodite was just like a total ass to Hermes and was totally rude when uh, Hermes tried to like, you know, get it on with her. Or if you look at it from a female perspective, she clearly set her boundaries and Hermes was like, boundaries? What are those? What are those? So Zeus is like, nah, bro, I got you. And then sent an eagle to steal Aphrodite's, Aphrodite's slipper as she bathed. Yeah, I think we talked about this in the Hermes episode. So Zeus then gave the slipper to Hermes. So when Aphrodite looked for it, she found Hermes instead of like, just her shoe misplaced and then Hermes like oh my gosh what a helpful bird let's commemorate this bird forever so place an eagle image in the sky yes I scored the woman as a thank you I'ma do my wingman in the sky my wingman's wingman literally I mean <laughs> and then last year we've got uh Merops I think that's how you pronounce it was a man who married a nymph who rejected worshipping Artemis. Uh-oh. Artemis was like, nope, and then killed her. Oh, shit. But then, like, right at the edge of life, she was whisked away by Persephone, so she was, like, kind of alive, but in the underworld. You're, oh, God, what do they say in The Princess Bride? Mostly dead. Mostly dead. Mostly dead. And then Merops was like, no, my wife. And he was super sad and wanted to join his wife in the underworld. Uh-huh. And then Persephone was like, no, 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 no. I have a much better way for you to uh, not be sad about your wife that my friend killed. God, what happened? She turned him into an eagle. In an no! Att- <laughs> yeah, in an attempt to free him from his memories. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Persephone got drunk. She's like, no, this is great. Trust me. Trust me, man. It's going to be so good. You're not going to remember her. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sure Hades slept in that day or some shit. <laughs> Probably. And he's like, nah, you can handle the, all of these things. If it has to do with the relationships, it's your problem. Yeah, for real. Do you have any questions about uh, the mythology of Aquila? I do... Not actually. Yeah, nothing that I can think of. Uh, Eagles mm-hmm. are mentioned a lot, so I'm sure we'll come back to. We'll come back to him. Um, he's bordered by some other more well-known constellations, so he'll be revisited. Okay. Cool. In a cool. in some media, Aquila is referenced in Assassin's Creed games, Assassin's Creed Revelations. Assassin's Creed 3 and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. There is a non-canonical Star Trek ship named Aquila. Okay. A lot of Star Trek ships 
non-canonically were named after constellations. Makes sense. Flying around the stars, going to name yourself after them. There is a children's book series called Aquila the Eagle that is used to teach about human values, which is incredibly funny to me as a concept. I mean, being that most of the stories that were told about Aquila, it was either torturing someone or helping in a rapist, helping a rapist do what they do. Yeah. Which is why this book series about human values about Aquila the Eagle is just very funny to me. Yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, There's a series called The Stars Above, uh, which is about the constellations being real. And the first book in that series is called The Necklace of Aquila. Oh. Yeah, it sounded pretty interesting. There's another children's book, part of a series by uh, Andrew Norris called Aquila, and it's about a spaceship from the past. So basically Star Wars. Cool. Yeah. And then there's a series of books of uh, a rebellious gladiator slave who called out for help from the gods while he was also on the brink of death. Something heard him and brought him back from the dead in exchange for his soul. And that series is also called called Aquila. And there's also a band called Aquila, but I didn't actually listen to them. Uh, I was about to say, they probably don't have anything to do with space. <laughs> probably not, but I mean, there's some songs that reference, you know, mythology and space and etc. Some songs of theirs or just, just songs in general? In general. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, 100%. Didn't actually listen to any of theirs, so couldn't tell you if that's the case for them or not. I think it is not. Probably not. The sort of in summary here, don't get caught by eagles. They will kidnap you. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> is that it? Is that, that is, all the things about Aquila? That is all I have about Aquila. Uh, we'll visit some of the other constellations, some of the more well-known constellations after this one. Cool beans. So I am going to start us off with the obligations or finish this off with obligations. Start finishing us off? Yeah. (laughs) We've got some obligations. You have to, number one, tell people every day until Aquila comes and finds you and takes you to their master, which is Zeus. (laughs) Sucks (laughs) to you. You also have to, (laughs) you have to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that is the biggest compliment that you can give us. It ups in our listenership, and it also gets us to the very top of any kind of, like, search bar or anything like that. So definitely rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, and we'll even shout you out if you do so. Uh, we have socials, Facebook, Mythdakes Were Made. We have a Twitter, at Mythdakes Made. Someone took the word. Our lawyers will find you. I bet JK, it was Aquila. Have, it was probably Aquila. JK, we don't have any lawyers uh <laughs> grace they don't need to know that but uh we don't have any lawyers hired right now and by right now i mean by the time we're recording this we could have one hired in the next five minutes yeah uh, <laughs> we have an instagram at myth Dicks were made that is where the party is going on the funniest reels get posted somehow in regards to the episode i might have to find some eagle stuff Ooh, maybe I could put like some reels about Peacemaker. Okay, sounds good. We have a website, www.mythdakeswermade.com. 
there you can give us your questions thoughts concerns personal stories you can either do that by messaging us on our socials or click on the contact us button on our website or email we also post our mixology and our episodes go on there there's also like some mini myths and blog posts on there as well but yeah that's pretty much all the obligations so i'm gonna throw it back to you nova i'm sure some mistakes were made today but until next time yeah i have an eagle named eagley what of it (laughs) we'll see you next time all right night night as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.